Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor and I am joined here with my fantastic co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. That's me. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi, Tara Lee. Hi. I am really looking forward to everybody diving deep into this episode because like we've said a bunch of times throughout, as you'll hear when you listen to it, it's so affirming. If you are a diehard live music fan that feels that live music is important and essential to your survival, you are going to love this episode. Absolutely. I know. And I'm wondering if you would like to lead us through a couple of breaths before we talk more about this episode. Yes, I would love to. So everybody can get super present and ready to absorb this episode into every cell of their body. So it can be as great as good moving forward into the world when this podcast episode is over. So if this is available to you, I want you to place your hands on your heart and close your eyes. If you are driving, please keep your eyes open, but you can breathe with us as well. We'll just take three deep breaths together. So take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale out your mouth. And inhale and exhale. Really let it out. Inhale and exhale. And just take a moment to notice how you feel and bring this feeling with you from this point forward. And so it is. And so it is. Yeah, so this is going to be part one of a three-part series. Tara Lee and I decided that it would be pretty cool to just kind of ask an array of people the same questions and see what they say and kind of do some episodes based around that. So this episode is featuring our first question, which is, what does live music mean to you? Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a big question, and I feel like everybody gave really big answers, and there were so many themes that were congruent throughout with everybody's messaging. And I thought that was really cool and really like made me feel good about my choice to devote myself to seeing so much live music. (laughs) Yes, it definitely is affirming, (laughs) which is a word that escaped my brain a couple of times throughout the episode. (laughs) But I found it for her. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Thankfully, you have both of us here together. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Tara Lee and I, we kind of went to a few different locations and we asked some people, this question, well, three questions, really. And of course, this one is just focusing on the first one. And then we'll have two more episodes after this focused on the next two. So this is the first time that we have recorded or done anything like this. (laughs) (laughs) We're really proud of ourselves that we figured this out. (laughs) It took a little bit of brainstorming about how to best make this work. But It was really fun. So actually, so Tara Lee was kind of on site at the Adirondack Independence Music Festival, Independence Music Festival. And then I asked some people at fan art in Las Vegas at the fish shows there and also at the fish shows at Dick's in Colorado. And neither Tara Lee nor I had heard the responses of the other people. So And we also hadn't listened to it ourselves in a while (laughs) since the summer. So it was essentially like we were hearing these for the first time. And so, yeah, so we just would play the person's response and then we talk about what that brings up for us. And it was also really cool, like Tara Lee, to just mention that there was definitely some congruency between the people, which is to be expected, but that was really cool to see and to be able to talk about. Yeah. And to hear how the people making the music, the people supporting the music, the people going to the music, the people paying to go to the music and how it's different yet the same Yeah, for everybody was really cool to, to see. Yeah. And there are there are some differences that yeah. I noticed from. So we have fans for interviews that I have are from live music fans 
And then the majority of Tara Lee's interviews were from musicians, or at least people either helping to put on the festival or roadies or a radio show host. Yes, a radio show. And then Ryan Dempsey's wife, Alex. Alexandra. Alexandra, who has tour wife, tour life. So I noticed some differences in that the live music fans, it was really about a lot of emotion was brought up in theirs. And then there was at least one musician that reflected that they realized that they are there to help connect the fans to those emotions. And there's definitely an essential element of live music essential to our survival. And I can't wait for you guys to hear those themes throughout. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to dive in. Yeah. Well, before we dive in, be sure to follow our Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. Also join our Facebook group at Groove Therapy Podcast Community on Facebook. And that's where you're going to be able to answer the question, what does live music mean to you so that we can continue that conversation over there? Wonderful. And we're a part of the Osiris Podcast Network. So we're so grateful for them and their support. Check out all their other podcasts. If you like live music, which I'm assuming you do, there is something for you out there. So check it out. Yes. And all right, here we go. Ready for the interviews and the episode. Woo! All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. I'm so looking forward to hearing everybody's answers to this question. So let's get right to it. Live music to me is pure joy and bliss for just a small moment in time. And it provides kind of sanctuary for me. So that was Jackie Gomez in California, who is a live music fan. And yeah, I love that she mentioned that it's pure joy and bliss. That's definitely one of the things that I love about live music is just those intense positive emotions that can be so different from everyday life. And like she said, creates a sanctuary. That's also yeah, different and that it's just life. for a moment, which is why we keep on going to shows because we want to experience that moment in our peaceful, blissful sanctuary. Exactly. Yes. And that actually is something that has been shown from research from, I believe it was on music festivals, asking people, you know, why they kept coming back. And that was one of the things was like that they were able to feel that sense of harmony. And once they were able to feel that sense of harmony at live music, they knew that it was possible. And they also knew where they could come back to receive it and to remember and to feel it again. Ah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear from our next person. So this next one was recorded at the Fan Art Show in Las Vegas for Night Fish Run. And this is from Lauren. Live music is a lot of fun. I love the physical elements of it with dancing. It's a great way to express oneself and also just like move stagnant energy that gets caught up in the body. So I love that. And it always just creates such a great community to be a part of as well. Oh, I love this so much because when I'm in like a mass of a ton of people that are all dancing to the same song, it's just like so healing. And and I know you've talked about this before. I think it's self-other merging where you can't tell where your body ends and someone else's body begins. And I so feel that. And I think that's what she's tr- like also saying. Yeah, totally. Yes, there is something about moving in time with other people where we start to resonate with them and entrain to them. And so that is absolutely healing in itself. And I love also that she talks about how the physical movement helps to break up stagnant energy. Because as a somatic therapist, like I'm really in tune to that and how people can hold emotions in their body and, you know, how important the live music experience is for breaking those up, which is, you know, part of the reason why I created Embodied Groove and why it always includes shaking and dancing, because that's such an important part. You know, live music is medicine, right? To be able to move that energy. 
Yeah. And it's like whenever I'm, I feel stuck, like creatively stuck or I'm in a funk, it's like, have you been dancing? And then if I start dancing, I feel better. And then dancing with a group of people, it's like next level healing. It's amazing. It really is. Yay. Thanks, Lauren. Our next soundbite is from Aaron in Colorado, which was recorded after the Dick's Run in 2021. Fish Dick's Run, I should say. Here we go. Live music to me means connection and friendships and trust and spontaneity. It represents the fun in life mm-hmm. and it allows you to still go out and play as an adult. Mm-hmm. And there aren't really like, I mean, there's some casual fish fans, but I would say the majority of fans are like pretty flipping into it. Yeah. So it's this unique bonding that you can have with people sitting down from them, across from them on the floor. And like you can strike up a conversation and make a new friend for life. Mm-hmm. Totally. Nice. I love how she mentioned the unique bonding because it's like, I just think about how this one time um, we, we, I was going to see fish at Coney Island and I was on the train and the closer we got to Coney Island, it was like more and more fish fans and you could tell and, and we we're all just looking at each other like, yeah, you're one of us. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like I just like loved all those people on the train, even though I didn't know them, but just because they're like into the thing that I'm into, I was like, yes, we're going to have like the best time tonight and I love you. Yeah. There's such a sense of belonging that comes with that, which as human beings, like that is such a deep, innate desire and drive for us to feel a sense of belonging. And a lot of people don't find that in everyday life. Like maybe they don't feel a sense of belonging in their family of origin, or maybe they feel different from everybody else that they see around them. But then they can go to an experience like live music and they can be surrounded by people who have the same interests as them. And all of a sudden it just like like connects them so much deeper than anything else that I know in life. Yes, because you're like, oh, you're a weirdo like me. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and like, I'm allowed to be my like weird self because no one is judging me here because we're all in this together. Yeah. And it is true. That has definitely been something that has been documented in research. Uh, in my own research, too, live music connects us on a deeper level. So definitely that sense of belonging is there. I love the fact that she also brought up play and fun and spontaneity and the fact that we as adults don't practice that as as much as we could or should for our health and well-being. And absolutely, you know, it's like planning a, a multi-night run and or just deciding on a whim to go to a show and maybe you don't have a ticket and you just go down there and you find one and you end up meeting magical people. And I realize that there's a certain risk that's being taken and all of those. So, you know, not everybody is going to go to a show without a ticket or decide on a whim to just drive to a neighboring town or two hours away or wherever you're going to see the show. Fly across the country to Tahoe without a ticket. (laughs) Not saying I did that, but I did. (laughs) Absolutely. I love going to shows without tickets a lot of times because because I trust that I'm going to find a ticket and I'm going to meet the people that I'm supposed to meet and I'm going to have the experiences that I'm supposed to experience. And part of that is because it's happened to me so many times. So it kind of goes back to the first quote about finding that sense of joy and bliss and like how... I know that it's happened once and it's happened again and it's happened again and I can trust that it will happen again if I allow myself to surrender to the experience and follow that bliss and that joy because that is what helps. I mean, that's manifestation 101 right there, Mm -hmm. right? You have to be in alignment with bliss and joy to manifest what, you know, to call to you what you really want. And just thinking about live music like turns on, those senses of bliss and joy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear from our next interviewee. 
who is, uh, his name is Kevin. So we just heard from Aaron from Colorado. Aaron and I met Kevin at Dick's and he was sitting beside us. So he was one of these people that we struck up a conversation with and he was there by himself, such a cool guy. And Kevin, I hope you're listening to this because yeah, here you are. Yay, I'm so looking forward to what he has to say. <laughs> so heads up, this is during set break, so it's a little bit loud. Live music to me at my age, I'm, current, I'm, I'm now 50 years old. Um, it means freedom and it means love and it means community. Um, but I'm at the age where when I go to live music, I pretty much fish and, and tray band, and that's pretty much my live experiences during the year, the amount of time I have for live. Yeah, which is like five to seven days a year. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that is so cool that in only five to seven musical experiences in a year, he feels all of those things that he expressed. I can't remember all the words. Freedom. Love. Community. Yeah. Yeah. And that just shows no matter how busy you are, like it sounds like he's a super busy person, but making time to go see his favorite bands five to seven times a year is like super important to him and his health and well-being. That's right. And it just comes back to he knows that he can experience that freedom and that love and that community through the music that he just described. And he makes that a priority to make sure that he goes to get it. Yes, let's see what the next person has to say. I'm so excited. These are so fun. (laughs) These next interviews um, were recorded at the Adirondack Independence Music Festival in beautiful Lake George over Labor Day weekend. And our first interviewee is Alexandra Dempsey, tour wife, tour life. And here's what she's got to say. Live music means everything to me. It is why I exist. It saved my life many years ago, and it continues to. I don't know what I would do without it. Well, that was very powerful. And a little interesting tidbit about why we can't live without music. So music and dance have been recorded, you know, since the beginning of time as being a part of civilizations. But they are actually the only aspects that have been around since the beginning of time that don't necessarily have an evolutionary benefit, meaning like that you would die without it, right? So, you know, everything else that we have biologically designed and brought with us throughout civilizations have had a benefit to our immediate survival, like physical survival. But music doesn't fall into that category because you could survive physically without music, right? You're not going to die if you don't ingest music on a daily basis. Are well, you sure? I, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> and I actually just wrote an email about this. So I would say that on a soul level, on a spirit level, we will begin to deteriorate without music. So I think that that is why we need it for our survival. But Researchers can't measure that in the fact, you know, it's like, yeah, a person may still be around, but they may be a shell of a person and they may have totally withered and died inside, but they're still physically alive without music. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just interesting that this this question has baffled researchers for decades and a lot of research has tried to theorize or hypothesize, like, what is it about music that made it so important to be carried down from civilization to civilization since the beginning of time, because it's not like other things that it's not a weapon that we need to catch food with. It's not carrying device for water or anything like that. Like it seems recreational, but yet it was important enough for us to continue to make time for it and to make sure that we passed it down. Yeah. And like you said, it's essential for us to thrive because we would we might be here, but we'll just be a shell of who we are. And that is why it's so important to me to like go to all the live music because I want to be a thriving human. Yeah. And I'd love to hear from Alex, like how it did save her life. Um, I'd be curious to know that story. 
Yeah, well, we should have Ryan and Alex on the podcast <laughs> in the future. So Sounds like a plan. If you're both listening. Yes. <laughs> Come on back and share your story. Come on back. Yes. All right. Who we got next on the docket? So up next, we have Ryan Dempsey. Here's what he had to say. Yes, and he's from the band Twiddle, just in case anyone out there doesn't know. What does live music mean to me? Live music is one of the most special forms of music. Improvisation is my thing. So I love being on stage and connecting with other members or other musicians that sit in or whatever and having a moment of complete starting from zero from scratch with no set plan. You just like kind of hear a key and it can either go one of two ways. It's going to be either, ah, man, that was not good. Or you experience an amazing moment in time where it'll never be played like that again because it's all made up on the spot. So I guess, yeah, improvisation's my favorite part of live music and watching other bands just kind of go and create something out of nothing on stage. It's very magical. Yes, that is... Oh, I love everything about that of creating something from nothing and how it's never going to be played again. And I think that's why as an improvisational music fan, I feel like I need to go to all the shows. And there's the, you know, the saying, never miss a Sunday show because you never know what's going to happen. If you go to someone like the Rolling Stones or something where they're doing the same show night after night, yeah, things might happen that don't happen at every night. But when you're going to an improvisational music show, that's happening every night, all the time, in every moment. Yeah. It reminds me of what Aaron was saying about like that spontaneity and that fun and that play and the unique experiences that happen because of that. So absolutely. I I mean, that, that's the type of music I love too. And that's why, because... I never really know what to expect. And I've had so many magical experiences with it. It's like once you experience it once, twice, 10 times, 100 times, it's like you know that it's so much likely to happen again. Yeah, he definitely hit the nail on the head on that one. And it's it's cool to hear from his perspective because he's the one that's actually creating it mm -hmm. with other people on stage. We're just witnessing it. Yeah, so for him, it's like, coming in without a plan with all of these people on stage to say, all right, what are we going to create this evening? <laughs> <laughs> so up next, we have Jeff Mored, who is a radio host. It means life, like the live and life. Uh, they, they go, they're synonymous with, with each other. I would not exist without live music. It, it brings everything together from smiles to friendships. It's literally been the root of everything that is, uh, is me. Live, live music is a beautiful circle. Another person that wouldn't exist without live music. There'd be so many less of us on this planet. That would be so sad. I'm so glad live music exists. I know. Me too. Yeah. And what, gosh, what a a powerful experience for so many of us. I love listening to these interviews. It's just like a reminder, a reiteration, just another affirmation of how powerful this experience is. All right. Well, let's hear from the next person to see how powerful it is for them, unless they're going to be like, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, in all good research, you have to show both sides. So we will, <laughs> we will depict that side too, if it comes up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although this is definitely a uh, self-selected sample. Yeah. Because um, everybody was at a music festival <laughs> for either performing or part of the crew. <laughs> Exactly. Or a fan. <laughs> so just so you know, this is not representative of the whole population, I guess. But it is representative of our community. So yes, that's important. All right, here we go. So up next, we have Tom and Sonia, who are the support team for Neighbor, the band Neighbor. Yes, the band Neighbor is so incredible. And they have started this like 
grassroots thing of growing where everyone is part of the neighborhood and Sonia and Tom are like definitely the people that are behind that that like amplified that into an existence where they have like an incredible community of people. Great. Well, let's hear what they have to say. So what does live music mean to me? It means first and foremost community. So all of us being together, um, sharing in that groove, like feeling the same moments together, it's really a special thing and it's hard to kind of put it into words, but we all know what I'm talking about. It's that feeling where you know that everybody's connected at the same time. For me, um, live music means like expression of art. Like when it comes down to it, bringing uh, guys or girls together and having uh, different patterns and tempos and bringing all that together as one is just like so amazing. Yes, community, community, community. I am incredibly grateful. Like I, when they were talking about it, I had goosebumps all over because I'm just so grateful to have found this really unique and cool live music community. It has meant so much to me. And I know like everyone, so many people have talked about how they wouldn't exist without live music. And like, I don't know if I would exist without the community that is a part of the live music scene. Yeah, I know. It's so important. And I love how they talked about like coming together as one, you know, like everyone is connected. He was talking about, you know, the expression of art, but all of these different people coming together as one. And, you know, that's representative of that community. It's like one community made up of multiple people, all connected by the same purpose and same groove. Yeah, that's just so powerful to like, like weave us together as one. Hmm. <laughs> I feel the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> yeah, me too. Maybe you can feel it out there too. Yes. Well, and let's hear what our next person has to say. I have a feeling we're going to get some more warm and fuzzies. <laughs> So up next, we have Eric Gould from Pink Talking Fish and Marble Eyes. Oh, I feel like almost famous with that, right? Yeah. Is that- <laughs> Should I now like be like that guy and like get out of every single interview and have you uh, like watch me jumping off of roofs and stuff like that into pools or? <laughs> One thing I can say is I am not, (laughs) but I am fortunate to have been given the gift of being able to provide an outlet of live music that brings joy to so many people. And that is something I am thankful for every day. And because live music is, it's some people's church. It's some people's release. It's some people's pure joy. And it's some people's all of the above. So it's such an important energy in this world. And to a lot of people, myself included, one of the most important energies. There's love, there's family, there's music. That's the way it goes for me. So uh, I'll I'll throw laughter in the mix, too. That's important. (laughs) But... um, Yeah, going back to it, you know, I'm so blessed to be able to be one of those people that is an outlet to be able to provide joy and all the rest of the things just talked about to people around the country, around the world. It's awesome. Well, here we are back to all of those amazing emotions like joy and love and I'll throw in bliss because it was mentioned before. And I love how Eric recognizes that he gets to be that outlet for all of us to experience that. And that's one of the the most amazing things. I mean, music in general can make us feel multiple emotions, and that's definitely a benefit from listening to music. But live music being in that energy, because it is a full body experience, so it's not just hitting our eardrums, it's also hitting our bodies with the vibration of the sound, especially if it's electrified music. And, you know, it, of course, affects us cognitively because we're like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing experience. I can't believe I'm feeling this right now. (laughs) It's like our brain is trying to comprehend all of it. And our heart is just like exploding (laughs) into all of those, you know, like bliss love bombs. And 
he and the musicians up on stage that are creating the music are the outlet for that. And they are the reason that we are all experiencing that at the same time. And how freaking cool is that? I know. I am so grateful that there's people that want to take that responsibility so I can get to enjoy it. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you, Eric, and all of the incredible musicians that are that outlet for that love and that bliss and that joy and allow us to have the opportunity to experience that, even if it's just for a short period of time. Yeah. And now we're going to hear from Dave Eman, who is the person behind the Adirondack Independence Music Festival. He goes by Lake George Dave. And he's actually the person responsible for all the people that you have heard share because he put together an incredible lineup with incredible musicians and an incredible crew and incredible fans all to enjoy this. So I'm super excited to hear what live music means to him as someone who brings live music to the people. Live music means to me smile, 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 and musical notes. Yep, dancing, happy people. Well, Pete nailed it on the head, so, and so it is. That's all we have to say about that. So let's hear from our next person. Up next, we have Chris, Ryan, and Michael from the band Annie in the Water. Live music means the world to me because there's nothing better than that expression of music to me. And it, to me, it's like the oldest form of expression within the community of music, be it like classical music or great chant or modern pop. Everybody gets together to listen to it. And that's like very important to me, that community, that, that, um, that energy towards live music. That was deep. <laughs> I, I, I would have to agree the same thing for me. Like live music is, I mean, it's just, I don't know, the love and the people are great. And I just, I don't know, I just love playing in front of like awesome people, I guess, you know? I third all of the sentiments. I, it's a wonderful thing when you can get people together to share an experience. That's like really the coolest thing. You can build communities, you can build uh, responses and just seeing how people respond individually is such a wonderful, inspiring thing. And it's, it's wonderful to watch too. That was awesome. I loved those responses. I particularly loved how Michael said that it was great to watch. And I felt like he wasn't talking actually about the music, but talking about the responses to the live music. So that's cool to just remember that while we as fans are having one experience of watching the music being created up on stage, the musicians are having another experience by watching all of our responses to them and being able to see those expressions of love and of joy and of bliss and of coming together in community and how Chris you know, described it as the oldest form of expression of music, because that's absolutely true. It's like, you know, before we had recording studios there, there was music being made around the campfire, right? And that's how before we had phones and TVs and other things that we did at night, like people came together. So it's just so cool to remember like what a deep, rich history, especially live music has. Yes. Mm. I don't know if I have any more words. I think you said it all. Yeah, it it goes deep. And again, you know, these yeah. themes of like community are being represented just over and over again. And having it together. It's not just one person with their headphones on having a deep experience in themselves, which is completely powerful in its own. But to put a hundred people, a thousand people together that are all experiencing the same thing together, like I feel like that's how we're going to heal the world because it connects us so deeply. And it actually, when we move in time with other people, we have more compassion for other people. That's just like an effect that happens. And I think we could probably all agree that we need to have more compassion for each other and ourselves too. And live music is something that can help bring about that. Yeah, especially nowadays, like with everything that's going on and the divisiveness that is happening and how like the internet world is wild and crazy, but you get to a show and it's like, 
it doesn't matter if the person next to you has different beliefs and things. It's like it doesn't matter because you're all like in this thing together and have compassion and love for all the people. And it kind of everything else just like melts away for a moment in time. Yeah. And I think the fact too that it brings about like it connects us to those positive emotions. Yeah. So, you know, if we weren't in an experience where we were being brought to love and bliss and joy, we might still be harboring like resentment or anger or mistrust or whatever else comes up when we find out that we're around people who don't necessarily have the same beliefs as us. But it's like you said, it's like those dissolve away because then we're brought into this communal experience that where all of these higher emotions are being activated. Yes. So beautiful. Yeah. All right. Let's hear who's next. Up next, we have Brian Murray from Dogs in a Pile, as well as Kiernan, who is a roadie for Dogs in a Pile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it means a lot to me. It's definitely my favorite thing, I think, in life since I was a little kid. I just love to go to concerts and I don't know. It's a great experience. Um, and it, uh, I don't know. I've always, I've always known from a young age that, you know, from seeing concerts that I really wanted to do that. And somehow I just connected with it. What was your first concert? My first concert was actually Motley Crue at Madison Square Garden in 2009. That's way great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to answer the same question? What does live music mean? <laughs> live music is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It really is. I fucking truly love live music. That's all I have to say. It doesn't need anything else. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> so I am noticing something here, and I just want to reflect it back and see what you think, Tara Lee. Yeah. So a lot of these last few interviews have been from musicians or people that are working in the industry, whether they're you know helping to create the festivals or like Kiernan, the roadie, you know, like they all have a specific job in live music, right? And so many of them are saying how much live music means to them. It's almost like they're saying that this is my identity, right? I am live music. I create live music. I make live music happen. And they're like standing firm in that. And it's it's almost like if that were taken away from them, they might wither and die, right? It's like yeah. their existence. And I think... So what it's reminding me of is conversations that we've had in the past about live music fans kind of having this push and pull with really declaring and claiming their identity as a live music fan, right? Because there's this discrimination against older people who are, you know, adults, I will say, that make this a priority and that continue to go to see live music in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and later on in life. You know, it's almost like it's okay to do when you're a teenager and you don't have responsibilities. But as a fan, once you come into the grown-up world, you should let those frivolous things go. And I'm just noticing this like this real power in these musicians and these people that are bringing the live music to the people to say, "Yeah, this is who I am and this is what I do." And this is my identity and just noticing that that is not always as easy to say for live music fans. I mean, around other live music fans. Yeah, absolutely. But to the greater world to say, this is part of my identity is a little bit less easy to say and to claim. Yeah. When you tell a I'll call them a normal person (laughs) that you've gone to see the same band over a hundred times. They just like do not understand that or that I'm going to like fly to another country to see a band I like play four shows in a row. They're like, what? I don't do not understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for those of us that know, know and know the importance of it and how it is actually a valid thing to do and an adult and responsible thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the reason why we're here to validate that and to show, to express from other people how important it is to them 
and also to talk about research, why it's so important and just our own experience, why it's so important, because we've done a lot of thinking about this in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of everybody out there because you've invested so much in your health and wellness by going to live music shows. Yes, it's so true. And hopefully you can feel validated in that. And if you need a little extra reasoning for other people in your life, then you can always share the Groove Therapy podcast with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you can use it for that too. Yeah. Validate yourself and then you can send it to other people that don't understand. And then maybe they'll understand to become a fan themselves or at least get you a little bit more. Yep. All right. Let's hop on to the next person. All right. And now we have Brett Wilson from the band Roots of Creation. And um, I mean, they have a lot of amazing albums. And most recently, they released Grateful Dub, where they reimagined Grateful Dead music and made it reggae. It's it's a, in, pretty incredible. So I'm really looking forward to see what live music means to him. Man, what does live music mean to me? Well, that was put to the test over the past year and a half when there wasn't much live music but I kept the live music going with live streams which was still live music just couldn't hear the audience cheering and they were commenting instead throwing emojis down so uh, I guess live music to me is like just a, a necessary element almost like air water fire sleep uh, sex what, whatever it is that keeps you alive as a human being I'd, I'd equate it with, with that something that people need and they're going to get it no matter whether it's shut down and they're going to have a backyard crazy party and that's like off the books or they're going to throw their own festival like Jarrett has developed here or they're going to do whatever it takes to, to make it happen, whether it's a live stream or a show. So I feel like it's it's important. It's a religion to some people, probably even to me. Yeah, I love the point that he made of how like live music is something that like we we need to happen. And when it got taken away, when the pandemic happened and live music couldn't happen in the way that we had experienced it in the past, everybody got really creative in ways of still making it happen, whether it was live streams or socially distanced outside concerts or curbside concerts in their driveway, which Eric Gould helped to bring to light. Um, but people were like, this is not something that I can survive without. And so people made it happen. And I'm so glad that they did because that just shows like how important this thing is to us and our health and well-being and our souls. Yeah. Once again, here is a, a musician stating its importance to their survival. And he equates it to the same, you know, along the same lines as water and fire and food and sex and all of these things like I was talking about for researchers. Like if you look on paper, it's like, OK, water, fire, food and sex. Those are all like without the one of those things, we would not be able to survive as a species. But yet here is music in that same line. And on paper, it doesn't look like it has any evolutionary benefit, but all of these people are stating that that's not true, that it does have this benefit to them, and it is, in fact, essential to their survival. Yeah. I love, like, I never thought of it in this way until we did this episode and got to hear so many people and, and how they're talking about it of like it being in the same category as food and water. Cause I, I feel like that is true. And, but he, like, he, we've been talking about the affirmingness and like hearing it over and over from so many people. It, it just like shows like how important this really is to like our survival as a species like i'm super curious if like all of a sudden we weren't allowed to make music in some way if like we would all die off but then is it even possible to have it gone because people will be underground making music still mm -hmm. i think <laughs> that's right because there's just that like innate drive to make it happen just like he was saying when it was stripped away from us during the pandemic we still found ways to make it happen, whether it was the musicians or the fans. I mean, my husband built a stage in our friend's backyard so that we could still experience live music. Yeah. Or even in, I think it was in Italy and New York City, they had people 
that were on their balconies and they were like playing their mm-hmm. like kitchen utensils and making music together where somebody yeah. would go down into the courtyard of a big building and start singing and everyone would come out and like sing with them or play instruments and like the mu- they couldn't stop the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of it is a communal experience. There's nobody that's like just making at least none of the depictions that we've heard or the examples that we just gave of like a person just making it for themselves in a closet or in a basement that, you know, wasn't sharing it with another person or didn't want to experience it with another person. So I think that's interesting, too, about how like not only is it essential for our individual survival, but it sounds like it's essential for our communal survival, too. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And it also, yeah. So I feel like these interviews have almost opened up like some new lines of questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe we can follow in subsequent episodes, which is great because that's what I love about this podcast is that we get to explore these themes and these kind of lines of questioning and just like continue to uproot the meaning of live music for all of us and and why why is it essential for our survival. Mm, yes, I love this subject so much. Yeah. So that concludes our interviews for this first question and as we mentioned in the beginning, we have 3 questions total but we are dividing them up into different episodes so that we can really dive in deeply into one at a time. So this concludes part one, and I hope that this has been as insightful and inspiring for you as it has been for us. And if you would like to answer this question to us, we would love to hear from you. So you can always pop into our Groove Therapy podcast community on Facebook and uh, we'll go ahead and post the the question up there when we release this episode so that people can join in on this conversation. And maybe we will feature you on a, a future episode, too. Yeah, we'll make you a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and, yeah, I'm so looking forward to the other hearing all the answers to the other questions, too, because this was so insightful. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, totally. And I was going to say, if you're not on Facebook, because I know some people are not, then you can always come to our Instagram. That's at Groove Therapy Podcast. And you can send a message to us there. Or if you're not on any kind of socials, maybe you use email and you can send me an email at Leah at Embodied Groove, or you could reach out to Tara Lee at Tara Lee at Rocking Life. Yep. Yeah. So send us. So Leah at embodiedgroove.com, Tara Lee at rockinglife.com. Send us your answer to our question. (laughs) What what does live music mean to you? We'd love to hear about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And while you're you're sharing the information and you're on your phone doing different things, then definitely subscribe to us at Apple Pod. Leave us a rating or a review. And we love to receive that too. And as we mentioned, you know, this podcast is a great way to verify and affirm. <laughs> Why do I, affirm? Why do I keep forgetting that word? <laughs> and I'm usually not the one that remembers the words. I think we traded pla- traded places. <laughs> we we traded brains for the day. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I feel so smart. <laughs> I feel so magical. <laughs> so if you would like to affirm your sense of why live music is so important to you and help other people affirm theirs or just say hey this is why i love it so much check this episode out then please share it with at least one other person so that you can share the the groove therapy love with others and help others find out why live music is so important. Yeah, share with at least one, but you could also share with like 100,000 <laughs> or somewhere in between. Yeah, you choose. <laughs> All right, and we are a part of Osiris Pod, so you can definitely check out many more inspiring music podcasts on there, and you can find them at osirispod.com. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
Well, we love you so much. And we're so grateful that you are part of our community and um, are listening to us and supporting us. You're amazing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. So before we leave you for this episode, I wanted to let you in on what the next two questions are going to be so that you can be excited for those episodes that will be coming out in two weeks and then four weeks from this release date. So the beginning of the year, we're going to dive into the second question, which is what has the return of live music, what impact has it had on your mental health? And then the third question is to, it's not actually a question, it's more of a statement to describe a memorable experience with live music since the return, since quarantine. So we get to talk more about that from these same people that you heard from in this episode and also get to hear your responses too. So I'm really looking forward to that and hopefully you are as well. And now please stay tuned so that you can hear more about what Tara Lee and I are up to in our professional lives, just in case you want to receive more of us in your life. Tara Lee, why don't you let our listeners know how they can find more out about you if they would like to. Yes. So if you would like more of the things that I'm up to and what I help people do is I help people be what they want to be so they can feel free. And so whether that is you are an entrepreneur with a trillion ideas and you want to use ADHD as your entrepreneurial superpower or you want to go to a retreat where adulting doesn't exist and all of your needs are taken care of so you can be exactly who it is that you want to be and figure out how to bring that into your everyday life, then I would love, love, love to have a conversation with you. So I would say the best way is to head on over to my Instagram. It's at rocking life with two underscores and just send me a DM and say, hey, I heard you on Groove Therapy talk about this and I'm interested in one of your things and I'll set up a time to talk to you and we'll get it all done. And if you don't have Instagram, you can go to Lee at rockinglife.com and send me an email. So that's that. And Leah, I want to hear how people can get in touch with you and um, if there's anything you want to share with them. Yeah. So there is something that I would love to share. I am in the new year going to be running a six-week mindfulness series called Free Your Mind. And it's going to start the first week of January on uh, that Thursday. So January the 6th. And if you are interested in learning more about that, it's going to help support you in creating and maintaining a mindfulness practice. We're going to come together once a week. You're going to learn about the benefits of mindfulness as well as how to practice, and you're going to be supported in creating your own practice. So whether you have practiced meditation or mindfulness before, or you're a complete beginner, this is going to be for you. It's going to be a really small group. So I'm excited about that because I love to help support people and intimate groups really are my favorite way to do that. So again, if you'd like to learn more about that, you can send me an email to Leah at embodiedgroove.com and just say, I would love to be a part of your free your mind six week mindfulness series. Wonderful. Everyone do that right now. <laughs>